right, we're back. Welcome yep. back to the Millennial Meltdown Podcast. It's great to be back. I'm here again with Jules Alexander. Pleasure. It's a pleasure. What up, man? Chilling, man. We, uh, we've been having some pretty bomb-ass conversation all night. <laughs> yeah, it's been good. You've been here for like... Uh, an hour now? Yeah. Haven't even started and uh, some Chinese food. We're just getting started. We're just getting hot. Yeah, got the uh Wilder Fury pay per view pulled up here. Yeah. Waiting for that to pop off. Yeah. I'll give a fuck about this for ten minutes. Yeah, I don't care about it at all, but it'll be fun. Yeah. Uh actually I'd like to pull up this card and see how many more fights there are. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm not a big uh I like sports a lot, but Honestly, I like I like I was telling you earlier, I, I'm not a big fight follower. I appreciate it for what it is, and what it is is something that I can't fucking do uh, that well. So if you are great at a martial art or you can box and hold your own against any man on earth, like uh, that's cool. But I just don't understand the hype machine personally. But I guess the people could say the same thing about football or basketball or any number of sports. Oh, yeah, I don't really understand. Okay, there's two more fights and then the big fight, so. Uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, I get it as much as I get anyone being in any sport, right? Like, I just never grew up watching boxing. It wasn't part of my generation of, like, sports, I guess. It wasn't, so I mean, it wasn't we're like, in the same generation. I can agree with you on yeah. that. Like, we knew I a little bit my of. my dad grew up watching boxing, though. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I mean. That generation, like the 60s, 70s, well, even before that, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, big on that. I think I knew enough about boxing to know that Muhammad Ali was a badass, just way ahead of his time. I knew that at a young age, like at five as a kid. But I think Mike Tyson, like people talked about him different, like like he could do shit that was impossible. And when people just talked about him in that way, that's all I really knew about boxing. I didn't pay attention to any of the fighters that were actually big during like my childhood, like Roy Jones or I don't know, fucking any number of people. Yeah, they weren't like important. Lennox Lewis, I don't know. I could be wrong about that guy's name. I don't give a shit. The so. only boxer I knew growing up was yeah, like you said, Muhammad Ali, and then uh, Mike Tyson. I mean, but Mike Tyson, I I don't think I've ever seen one of his boxing matches like ever. You know. Yeah, I mean, I've seen his highlights for sure, and it's crazy because I only went to watch his highlights after I listened to him on Tony Robbins' podcast, and he was like, "Tony, I used to, I used to take take men's souls. Like I was going out there to take their soul, and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> now that is a competitor. That's like a Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, or like a really great competitor that I can appreciate, but I didn't follow." That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. I, I don't know. I couldn't name any boxers. Like, currently, other than these guys. Uh, that fool is tatted up. That boy is tatted. Yeah, hey, is. This fight Ooh. must have just ended, huh? That's crazy. I'm, like, I'm not being whatever, but I've never seen a fighter that tatted. He looks like he spent some time in prison, perhaps. Prison. Oh, Excuse yeah. Me. Pretty bad. Anyway, um, enough about the boxing. Um, dude. What do you think about the Las Vegas Raiders being like, that's just what we're going to say <laughs> like next year oh, or this year? Fuck. 
I'm for sure going to say Oakland for a while, I feel like. It's like when the year changes and you write the wrong year for four months. They got to earn that Vegas title like the Golden Knights did when they were fucking kicking ass and winning. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I just think it's strange that that so many teams are moving. Like, I don't know why L.A. needs two football teams, you know? Not only that, but why do they need to build a stadium out there when the real estate is... It's gonna. It's so ridiculous. I can't even fathom it. Oh, I don't know. But no, I, I can't it's believe it's gonna be expensive. It's gonna be like one of the most expensive stadiums ever built. Fucking Mike. I can't believe. Uh, um, I can't believe like the Chargers and the Rams have to share a stadium for one. I think for fans, that's ridiculous. Um, the Chargers fans are what they are. I mean, they're they're pretty splintered fan base anyway. Like a lot of Chargers fans yeah, stop caring but, about them. Truly, San Diego is pretty. Yeah, pull that thing up to your mouth. San Diego is pretty, pretty full on Chargers. I mean, it's like they left their fan base when they moved. Yeah, I can understand why Vegas wants the Raiders. Um, I mean, Vegas is huge and it's only getting bigger. So I could understand them having a professional team in every league, right? Like yeah. Diamondbacks were talking about leaving Arizona. And I could see them going to Vegas for sure. I don't. Sorry, I was just moving the cord. Um, I was going to get tangled in it. But, yeah, I don't see. I don't see Vegas necessarily being a good thing nor a bad thing. It just is the future. It's it's what's happening. And when you can actually gamble in person at the game while watching the game that you're gambling on in person like that is a that was years in the making lots of uh i mean vegas we know they're always calling like odds and people are always betting and it's always been a part of sports but this is gonna this is really gonna change shit in my opinion yeah i mean it could it's definitely weird that um the thing i think is weird about it is players don't have to pay taxes because Nevada doesn't have state taxes. So, yeah, I think that's interesting. It's kind of like an unfair advantage. It's almost like um, it's almost like a weird incentive to get players to come to Vegas that other states don't have. Well, I think what's, what, what's cool about Vegas is that everybody loves it and hates it at the same time. And it's like, it's it's just got its own vibe. Like every time I've gone to Vegas, I've had a blast. But oh yeah, I love Vegas. I've also seen some really disturbing shit. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, I've seen disturbing stuff everywhere though. Well, yeah, I, I mean, mean, I went to San Francisco and saw some wild shit. Well, 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 fuck. I mean, we'll talk about that in a sec. But like when I went there the first time to Vegas, just to wrap this thought up, dude. Like there was porn all over the streets, and there were people handing out. Porn oh, and yeah. like there were like tricks and uh, like what looked like very high quality escorts and that's shit. not as common as it used to be. I mean, um, this was this would have been 2015 when I, think I saw it. 19 or I think 20, uh, Jesus Christ, I think 1980s Vegas would have been pretty wild to experience or 1960s. Yeah, getting shot at. I mean, it used to be mob controlled, right? Like, that's yeah. like that's the thing I think about when you think about those cities. It's like not that long ago. It was a different place. Have you seen The Irishman? Like, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's a uh, man. 
you could really make people disappear out there. Um, oh, yeah, dude. There's like, I mean, it's just open desert. It's just unforgiving. I mean, it's not even pretty desert. It's just ruthless. And, I mean, if you just think about, if you just pick a direction in the desert and drive that way with a dead body in your trunk back in the day when there's no one out there. I mean, you just get out and throw it in the hills and fucking drive home. Like, you know what I mean? Dude, I, it's like there's no one out there. Literally no one out there. Yeah, and and you can bury... Uh, dude, I, I, I shudder at the thought of how many shallow graves there are. Oh, there's probably so many. I, oh, man. What about just mine There's got to be old mine shafts that people just uh i mean i mean if we're talking booby traps the mob and mine for sure and stuff, used to fuck, yeah, go to I mean, old mines in the mountains and throw bodies down the tunnels are you serious for sure a hundred percent that's a that was a thing yeah for sure that's uh that's definitely not what you see or hear about in movies that's for sure yeah that's that's probably how effective it is yeah because we don't even know about it because the people that do it never got caught <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna Google it, Vegas mobsters throwing bodies down mine shafts. Dude, while you're looking that up, the Irishman, like hats off to the fucking Irishman. Granted, I thought it could have been a little shorter, but so effective, so amazing. Like ten out of ten movie. Like I, I thoroughly enjoyed the picture that it painted, and I don't know, just seeing that time. Um. And actually going into the Jimmy Hoffa aspect, too, was pretty cool. Oh, the Irishman was pretty fucking awesome. They had I liked their, it a lot. They were all connected. I mean, they had their hands in Vegas and Cuba and all that shit. And, you know, I can't imagine. Imagine being, like, going to the University of Las Vegas. Like, what an experience would that fucking be? It'll be like Tempe on steroids. Yeah. I don't know if I could handle that. I don't know if I could do that. There's so many uh, news articles about bodies found in mine shafts. Really? Yeah. I'm so ignorant. Forgive me. Not all in uh, Forgive Vegas. me, audience, listeners. I can't find specific Mom. shit in Vegas. But, I mean, if it's happening anytime, like, it for sure happened back then. Yep. I mean, if I just thought of it today, they thought of it back then. Yeah. Um, yeah. B- but... Yeah, that probably used to be wild. What the fuck were we talking about, though? Why did we, this come up? We were talking about the the Las Vegas Raiders and just like oh, what yeah. that's going to do to sports. And to tie it all up, I uh, I don't know. It's going to be an amazing stadium to have the NFL broadcasted in. Um, I think it's going to get a lot of airtime, and we're going to see its impressiveness, and it's going to be pretty cool. Resurgence of the of the Raiders. They haven't had anything to be happy about in a while. So yeah, I want to go there. I mean, it's such a close stadium. I mean, I would love to go to most football stadiums, but why not go to a Raiders game? You know, dude, I went to the, uh, to the Metrodome when it was still a thing. Yeah. Yeah. When Brett Favre was randomly torching shit for one year or whatever, like uh, two years, it was really short. Wait, where's the Metrodome? Minneapolis when he was on the Vikings. Oh, okay. Remember he made like that random comeback? Yeah. I he did to, good. He took him to the playoffs. He did and and he I was at that game where he threw that last like second touchdown pass in the end zone and it was probably the loudest experience ever, bro. It was like 120 decibels. Like it was deafening how loud it was in there. There were so many people who sold out. That's wild. Yeah. 
it was like right there at the end zone. We got tickets through my friend's dad. So being in a stadium like that when the whole crowd is cheering is next level. Like that's an experience not, that you can't really describe. Not even cheering, drunkenly and passionately screaming as loud as they can. They're like the drunkest, rowdiest truest fans no matter what those vikings fans i gotta give it to them i'm not a vikings fan but they are fucking madly in love with them yeah yeah they, they always will be and they never made a, a won a super bowl like they just they don't care they're like the bills yeah <laughs> the cardinals just, never won one dude i saw a meme speaking of the cardinals um that said the cardinals are closer to the battle of little bighorn I than the last that. time they won or that in present day or something yeah, like that. NFL memes posted that. That was so savage, dude. I, I mean, it, they weren't wrong, but damn, like when you put it in perspective like that, dude, savage, savagery. Um, remind me before you go tonight, uh, to take a picture with me for the podcast. Bet I always forget to fucking take pictures with people. Remember, I took one with you uh, at that open mic. That day because I didn't have one with you. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Take a picture with me for the podcast. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I remember. Took a picture of Bubba and it's all blurry. I was like, come on. Mm. Um, granted, I didn't take the photo. Go no. home, camera. You're drunk. Not gonna name names, but <sighs> somebody with a name did you wrong. <laughs> it's pretty fucked up. That fucking person. Yeah, I f- I feel like I fuck up on promoting the podcast like so bad in those little areas where I'm like, <laughs> I didn't take photos. I didn't take fucking. Your honesty is awesome. I don't run clips. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty honest. No, no, it's just it's just funny because, yeah, I feel like those are running a podcast. Like you know, maybe one day I'll I'll, I'll want to do it and, and and get there, but just the amount of detail and organization just the constant uh tweaking you can do to improve it like it's crazy it really does have to come along over a period of time oh yeah yeah viewership it's crazy to see like successful podcasts from like back in the day like when they were like these rogue audiobook concepts that nobody really understood <laughs> oh yeah dude there's so many like dead podcasts too online unfortunately Right? I don't know who I was talking to about this, but uh, it's like running a YouTube channel. You're just like constantly having lot, to try out content. There's a lot of podcasts that people started. I mean, I've technically this is the third right. one I started. Just, just my boxers. I hate sitting. Like oh, that. you're good. Um, but like I, I mean, I've looked up titles like Millennial Meltdown. The title was taken when I looked it up, but Ta- they haven't taken re- by who? I don't know some chick. Some chick? But they released three podcasts, and they haven't released one in over two years. So I was like, yeah, it's fair game, in my opinion. Oh, that's so cute. Somebody did, like, a, a school project and was like, well, this is hard work. Dude, like, there's so many podcasts you can look at on Spotify or anything, and there's just five, six episodes, and then they, they never released one. And it's just, I mean, it's happened with, like, the radio sh- radio shows, like, Radio show hosts just in Phoenix have started podcasts and then just stopped doing them. Like, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot of effort. To, you like, kind of expect that though. Make from, like, the Phoenix schedule and do bit. it. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's a lot of upkeep, right? Like, just a lot of maintenance, a lot of uh, well, time. Frankly, oh, it's a lot of time. Time, frankly, if you're not getting paid for it, you don't have sponsors and you have a day job. Oh yeah, I'm not surprised. They a lot of them fail. 
Yeah. You know. Yeah, and it's hard to do something for free. Uh, I, I mean, you know. Yeah, you got to put in. I mean, that's what they say, right? Like you're having to invest a little bit in yourself. Like, yeah, I mean, right. I'm, I'm sure it's like so cliche and it's kind of annoying because the cliches are always like on point. Yeah. Um, there's a reason why people say them, but pull that up, mic up closer to your mouth there. My bad. Have no, you're just above me. it. I'm above it. Yeah, there you go. There we go. See how it gets better in your headphones. It's so crazy because I'm usually talking into a mic from the top. <laughs> yeah, but these are like, uh, you need to be like in the forward position. No, I know. I know. I, I actually fucked up. If you look at my YouTube hour. channel, uh, my first couple of podcasts I did, I did talking into the top of the mic. Are you serious? Yeah, and it sounds shitty. Well, I don't feel so bad then. Yeah. My second time doing it. I this. definitely learned, but um, yeah, it's weird, like. People have, like, made comments to me. They're like, are you so comfortable on stage because you, like, do podcasts? And I've never really thought about it. Yeah. But it yeah. definitely helps. I mean, sitting yeah. here talking into a mic for two hours, it definitely, like, it helps. I think it helps. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, public spe- – it's just it's just public speaking, right? And Like, an applied yeah. sense of it, like an yeah. art. I mean – Forming a thought, putting it into words, like <laughs> you just have to have that personality though, because there are people that love to be on stage in front of audiences, but they can't be alone. Yeah, they have to be in a recital or a band or oh, for sure, whatever you know, like a troupe. I, I don't fucking know, uh, dance a crew. Troop. Yeah, just like being a comic, and it's just you, your pad, your thoughts, and yeah, well, well thought out punchy timed shit um man that's like a different level of uh public speaking yeah you just have to kind of at least for me like i have to pretend that it's like a a class presentation but it's just me ranting about shit that i don't like (laughs) yeah or people that i've never met fuck them yeah i mean people that are watching me that i care about not fuck them but fuck them you know what i'm saying yeah i do yeah i for sure do (laughs) that's how you have to be yeah Yeah. you have to be i think to be confident up there a little bit i mean it helps to stand and i kind of get the same reaction like i've had you know comics pull me aside and like dude like you're only five months in i didn't realize like you know that's you're you're really comfortable you like your energy is good like i'm I'm always flattered to hear it and i'm kind of surprised because i'm just thinking isn't this how it should be you know isn't this kind of how you should you should try to practice as practice perfect perfect practice makes perfect or whatever they say i'm not saying i'm perfect but you know what i mean yeah yeah it's just a nice thing to to hear but i, I at the end of the day i don't realize i'm doing it i don't really know oh yeah if you do but but it takes a lot i mean but it also just comes with age like i think it's a lot different when you start doing comedy when you're a teenager versus or when you're 21 versus mid 20s versus late 20s i mean it's just a whole different um I don't know, just maturity level in the aspect of like, I agree. I I agree. I feel like what it is, it's not the fact that you're talking in front of people because that doesn't change. It doesn't really matter how many people you're talking in front of, because to be honest, you want more. It doesn't really work that way. But if you've seen enough rooms and enough different types of crowds and you've hit enough yeah places like it really you start to get comfortable in that sense. Like it doesn't matter what room you walk into. You're going to do your shit. You're going to deliver it how it needs to be delivered. And it's just going to, it's going to hit, it's going to kill. And I think that that's kind of the goal is like, you just have to have been to enough places to be comfortable in a lot of different environments. 
Right. Lots of different audiences. Yeah. Right? It definitely, yeah, it definitely is different when you uh, start doing different stages, uh, different open mics and different... I mean, being in a bar is different than a restaurant open mic, different than a venue with an actual stage versus a, a venue with a box that you stand on. You know, it's like mm -hmm. until you experience all those different things. I don't know. I You have to experience. It's hard to find that yeah groove it is because you're just you know you, you do it you do your best you get to as many mics as you can you try to get booked and it's a slow process and you really can't rush it because i mean to be honest if you're gonna if you're gonna you know agitate the bull you better be able to grab onto those fucking horns and hang on like if people are gonna be booking you left and right you gotta be sure that you can handle that and you know there's like a mental toughness to it that like i've realized i don't want to bite off more than i can chew just yeah. because I got responsibilities and I, you know, my energy is only finite at this point. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's definitely people in different stages of their life too doing comedy. Um, yeah. And that's cool to see. That's inspiring, right? Like, like I, like for example, uh, shout out to a comic that I actually just met uh, the other day, but Johnny Moss, he's like in his seventies and he's a, He's funny as hell. He just went to L.A. and did some sets out there. And really? Yeah, like he uh, he's a really funny guy and um, just really crass, in-your-face, New York, fuck you, like that kind yeah. of guy. And uh, and then you have like guys as young as Tristan who have already been doing it for several years, and you're just like, yeah, this is this is really cool to see that growth is not linear at all in this profession. You can pass people you can be passed by people pretty quickly. And, and, and it's just, it doesn't, you kind of just carve your own way. Really. There's no rhyme or reason. I feel like when comics tell you the certain way you have to be, you have to take it with a grain of salt always. Cause it's never going to look the same for oh, everybody. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of why I like doing the podcast. So I'm talking to different people about like the way they do stuff. Like, right. I mean, right. like Zach Allen was on, I mean, he does 10 to 12 open mics a week. Zach which, Allen? Yeah, which is mind-blowing to me. Um, like, I'll never I'll never be in a position to do that many open mics. But it put me... It just gave me perspective of, like... I mean, there's people putting in different levels of work out there. Well, there are you know people... I mean? There are different levels of... Correct me if I'm wrong, but different levels of natural talent as oh, well. Sure. So, like, you... It's not, I don't mean, I don't want to fuck this up, but I'm going to try to say it as best as I can. Obviously, if you're talented and you feel more comfortable and your writing is strong and you're confident in your writing, you don't necessarily have to hit the same amount of mics as someone else. Because there are people that have to work harder who are maybe not naturally the loudest person in the room or the class clown growing up or they got in, everybody gets into comedy at different points for different reasons. Oh, so, yeah. so there are certain comics that really do have to put in that time because I don't know, they might not have the same energy as another comic that's just wild and people love because that's their style. It's 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 not it's like alchemy. It's not an exact science. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's there's not a formula. I mean, that's true about a lot of things, though. Like there's right. always going to be people who are naturally pick up anything. I mean, it yeah. doesn't matter what you do, whatever skill you're practicing. Like, look at Kai There's Nguyen. always going to be someone who picks it up right. quicker than you or differently than you or has a different style than you or right. 
Um, I mean, but it's all just relative. And that's why I try not to compare, right. uh, like success that other people have. Like you were saying, like, I mean, I've been doing comedy seven months. Nice. Um, but there's people, there's people who started doing comedy and seven months in start getting a bunch of paid gigs. Oh yeah. Cause they're in the right place at the right time, meet the right people, whatever. But it's like I'm not trying to compare myself to people who are either more successful in the same time frame or less successful. It's like I'm going to just try to do me. You know what I mean? I'm not going to. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree with you. And and you raise a great point. I feel like I lost my train of thought, actually. But um, <laughs> no, you're good. No, I just feel like. Yeah, I just think it's this you, is like the type of thing where okay. it's really easy to compare with other people. Yeah. Like, oh, this person's getting booked a lot. And like, I've been doing comedy longer than them or whatever. But it's like, yeah, but were you at that one show where they met that one guy who saw them doing a really killer set and like gave them an opportunity? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's so crazy because you exactly you don't think people are paying attention all the yeah. time. And, right. and and everybody is actually surprisingly. And, and, and I don't. I didn't realize it until I started, you know, getting offered to get booked or people said, hey, I saw that one joke. And you're just like, dude, I met you one time or we haven't even met. And and that's like crazy because it's like a really tight knit community in that sense. But I think comics naturally are, are leapfrogging. They're constantly it's just like a self preservation and a, and a self uh, esteem thing. You know, like everybody's just like wow, this guy is, is doing well in this area. Maybe I could do something like that. Or I don't know it. If you let that get in your head too much, you can, you can take the fun out of it real quick. Um, you just got to n- remember what you're there to do. And that's be fucking funny and, and tell your shit, believe in your shit and stick to what you think is funny. Oh yeah. And, that's for and, sure. and the growth will come because if you're consistent, then I mean, it's going to happen. And it doesn't happen like in a linear way. It could literally happen at any point. So. Oh yeah, all it takes is one. It's not like set. athletics where it's like a progression. At yeah, all, all it could take is one killer set for. Yeah. I mean, you usually get on someone's radar. And, yeah. Um, but I mean, then again, it also depends on what you're working towards and your goals and how much effort and time you're putting in. Yeah. How much you're trying to make those contacts. I mean, there's people who. Like, I mean, one of my goals is, like, I would like to host a show at Tempe Improv. Yeah. Um, for, like, a big totally. comic that I actually know and that I like. Like, that's, like, just a goal. Like, I would love to get on Casey's list of hosts, whatever, and, you know, two or three years from now, whenever it is, six months from now, fucking host a dope show with a comic that I respect. Like, you know? Yeah, um, exactly. And that's... That's not even a goal that's like... Uh, it's attainable. You'll do it, man. But it's not we'll like it. a goal that's like there's an XYZ formula to get there. It's it's not... It's not like check these nope. boxes and nope. then and then I get that opportunity. It's, no. It's going to be one of those situations where I go to the Tempe open mic and crush it, have a great set, and get that opportunity. Or I'm at a different show and someone likes it and I get that opportunity. You know what I mean? Exactly. There's a lot of that like for sure. It's like most of that, but it's also an overlooked part, dude. Like it's your attitude. Like if you have a shitty attitude, you're not like likable, you right. steal jokes, you talk shit about other comics, you, you know, whatever. If you're just like not a generally likable person, I think that that makes it harder for you. You like you want 
people to want to remember you because you were fucking cool. Like that, we had that conversation, you had that conversation that one time, or they just remember your face and your energy and how you made them feel. Like that shit is overlooked. And like, that's like, goes into it a lot. Big part of it. Your personality offstage is just as important on stage. Being likable, in my opinion, in being able to talk to people and be social and and be who you are amidst all this crazy shit that's with your hard work and talent is what shoots people right to the fucking because it's about the commerce of relationships because people aren't going to invest in you if they don't feel like they fucking like you right i'm going to take a chance on you right and 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 people fuck up with that and people wonder why phoenix comics aren't bigger and it's because I've heard from a lot of people that have been doing comedy in the scene for a while. A lot of comics have shitty attitudes. Yeah. They don't support other comics the same way in the sense of actually supporting them, like sharing their stuff. Yeah. Liking their stuff. Well, I mean, liking is it's it's neither here nor there. It's easy as hell. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's like um, every man for himself. And I think that that's not that's not the best way to go about it. Yeah. I don't like that attitude. I'd rather um, support my friends and the people i like like um that's what i think is weird about like when people post show flyers like why not click the share button not just that but people that think that they're but stuff like that yeah it's like why not yeah click the share button like if you don't have anything going on on tuesday night when someone has a book show yeah why not go to their book show and fucking pay the five dollars to sit there or buy a drink or whatever like you know what i mean it's people just like always, this shit where it's like dude yeah. get out there and like support the people in your area if you want them to support you that's how i look at it like exactly and and that's that that's it like and that's why you know guys like bubba like just genuine people like that i don't know like i think you just have to support each other and be well liked and and put up or or shut up and I, and I could be better and it's about managing time and stuff too and there has to be balance because um you know i think the general rule of thumb is you want to get on stage as much as possible like there's not a number of mics you should hit a week but it should be as much as you can comfortably, oh, yeah. so you can For work sure. out your shit and have a good balance with your work life if you have a day job and your family life whatever that's for sure working out like there's only so many hours like we're all fucking living out here paying rent yeah so it's like you know like as much as possible like if your situation allows you to be able to hit 10 to 12 mics a week that's great mine fucking doesn't at this time oh right at all mine (laughs) right right now like i'm trying to hit four a week if i can yeah that's a good starting point, like, and, and and maybe just plan it to where you I can don't hit know multiple if it's a night. Starting point, I think it's like a max almost for me. You know, it's like a <laughs> if you have a demanding enough job, absolutely. Like you, your energy is is like I said, it's it's not limitless. Like you are a human. Totally. Being. Yeah. And I mean, it's like yeah, if I could hit multiple mics on a on a certain weeknight, like I should. Like I know Thursday, I could have went from Grand Ave Pizza, right, um, up to. Uh, Improv Mania? No, up to Darrell's mic, because uh, he was doing... Lacuna Cava? No, that's Wednesday. He was doing, like, Urban Bean. No, he was doing something on Thursday. Some mic. It was a pub. O'Connor's pub? That's it, yeah. On Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. And I know I could have went up there and got on the end of the list and done another set, and I probably should have on Thursday. Right. Probably should have. Right. But, but. I hit my open mic, and it was 9... 
forty or nine forty five or whatever, and I came home. Mm. You know, nice. and I was in bed by fucking ten fifteen, ten thirty. It's like, yeah, I could have done another mic, but it's like I did one and I felt accomplished, and I didn't go do the second one. Yeah, I mean, <coughs> but it's shit like that where it's like there has to be a balance. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely envy people who have the opportunity to like quit their job and pursue comedy full time or, or live with their parents for that fact matter that fact or yeah uh, or live with their parents and do the same thing pursue comedy full time like i envy that like i talk about it um yeah. with people all the time like i like uh, i used to judge people who moved into their parents like after college and shit right but realistically like it is a very good financial option if you have it as an option like if i could have moved in and lived with my mom and paid off some of my debt my student loan debt and shit like that i totally would have i mean you know at at this point because you just realized that you were i don't want to say like hoodwinked or fucking tricked but it's not what we all thought it was going to be you know right I don't think I. I mean, I'm gonna grab that beer. You want a Corona? Hell yeah! Bring the virus my way. No, don't say that. I was kidding. That's not real wood. Actually, yes, it is. Thank God. Nope. The coronavirus is such like a low hanging fruit at this point, and it's not due to comics' fault. It's just all those shitty memes. It's like, come on. Like you, you know what I've noticed with memes? There's a lot of meme companies or pages that are just. They try way too hard to be funny, and it's, like, really cringy because they churn out so much of them, and they catch on, and people, like, think that some stuff is funny, and I'm like, dude, that's that's really lame. That's that's not well thought out at all. <laughs> Did you ever see... Like, this motherfucker spitting memes as well? Like, that shit is so annoying to me. I hate those memes. I think those are so funny. I don't know why. They're kind of funny, but, like, I've seen some cheesy ones that just make me feel over it. They crack me up, dude. Honestly, like, I, I love all the cheesy, stupid memes. Like, those ones. It's just um, not my cup of tea. It, it, to each their own, obviously. But Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's fair. I mean, I don't like a lot of internet humor, so I totally get what you mean. Like, is that a thing? Is that a inter- internet humor? It's oh, not yeah, just I mean, humor? Memes are internet humor, aren't they? I guess Where they were born on the internet, but I didn't realize that internet humor was, like, um, what we what people call it oh yeah well i don't know if people call it that thanks for the beer by the way oh yeah no problem um but like there's things that will not ever exist outside of the internet right like a meme it's just the internet so it's like yeah it's internet humor yeah yeah dude you know what it is they're like new age uh political cartoons oh 100 percent. 100 percent. there's no fucking um newspapers really anymore so it's like Kind of taken and been taken in place popular of ones, that. right? Like, I'm not trying to, yeah, shit on newspaper companies or act like they don't exist, but at least popular ones, right? Like, that used to be a big thing. Like, people used to love political cartoons. They used to set the country on fire. Like, well, and they used to be there used to be huge ones that people waited for. Like, oh, the new whatever the fuck they were called, like the Garfield comics back in the day. Like, it's, like, they come out every Friday, people would wait for them, and then it would be, like, a talking point in society, you know? Like, you see the new fucking political cartoon in the New York Times or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
But now, yeah, it's like it's just memes. But I don't know. I think I think for me, I spend too much time on the internet for sure. And uh, I definitely have tried to start. It's like it's like a rabbit hole sometimes, man. It sucks you in, and you're just like, "Wow, did I just waste an hour?" Oh, for sure. But at the same time, it's it's a whole world now, right? Like it's it's a yeah. Like it's companies immense. fail because of the internet. Like people get canceled, their careers die because of the internet. Yes. Like it's an entirely different way. For everything to work. And it's like. uh, Yeah. It's one of those things where it's hard for me to be like. Like in my head I'm like yeah I shouldn't spend so much time on the internet. I shouldn't. But at the same time. I'm like but there's hundreds of millions. Even billions of people. Spending more time on the internet than I do. And there's people making huge careers off of it. And then there's things that I only hear about because of the internet. So part of me is like, it's I don't a, feel like I do spend that much time on the internet. Like it's almost like an important. It's like part wow. of my life you, now. You, you blew my mind a little bit there. Yeah, that's a great, that's a good point. Like, holy shit, people have leveraged the internet, and unfortunately, people have been able to do bad things through the internet. So yeah. it, it's like, it came on so fucking fast. It got so fucking good in such a short amount of time. Yeah. You know, like, and, and, and the iPhone, like, like just the first iPhone coming out, the smartphone in general, we went from Blackberries and razors and sidekicks and whatever the fuck else novelty hard phones that we had, not hard phones, but like mobile phones like that to smartphones. And it like launched us into this fucking accelerated co- competitive tech industry. Oh yeah. Dude, like it. Steve Jobs fucking like all of those internet well not like software tycoons like it, we weren't ready for how quick it came on and the social media even more so well, that shit people who overthrew to Egypt. embrace it still right like there's still tons of people who are like um like no I'll never use social media or I'll never do that or like yeah like my uh they like just don't want to get with it yeah my dad refuses to use social media I accept it. I mean, I think you just have to limit it like anything in, in life, really. And if you don't, it's it's unhealthy. Right. In, in Depending on how you apply it. So, like, if you're consuming garbage, like like a diet, like a food diet, like, it's going right. to have different effects. But if you're using it to build businesses or, you know, raise money for charity or any number of, like, useful things, like, I think that uh, we're all adults for the most part and you know once you're able to make those process your own thoughts uh you know you can make your own decisions and it's just a matter of decision making how you choose to use the internet oh yeah for sure i mean you could either dwell on all the negativity or you could just like perception can be changed drastically through the internet through advertising especially too oh yeah that's true too and i feel like part of my issue with it is like i like, I have a high IQ, and I know... Well, I have a high IQ. <laughs> I mean, I really do. Sorry, I totally, like, clipped that. Right but it's just, like... <laughs> but I'm not saying that as, like, a, I'm smarter than people. I no, just I mean, like, the average person 
the way they the way they take in content on the internet it's definitely different than the way i do like you know what i mean yeah absolutely it's like Um, mindless consumption almost but it really is i mean it's really possible to change someone's entire perspective absolutely with one youtube video absolutely you know and like the average person isn't smart enough to differentiate, differentiate between decipher. a super bullshit article versus a real one. And well, no one takes the time. Now the line gets blurred between opinions and facts so much. Absolutely. That like people now state things online like it's a fact. And they're and it's like, no, dude, that's purely a hundred percent your opinion that's your opinion and and that's your feelings it's a fact that this is happening because of this and it's like no it's not like you just heard that on fox news and it's like someone's opinion that trump is making america better or whatever like you know what i mean yeah i don't care what side of the uh, side of the 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 and i don't mean to like make it even political but it could be any topic right exactly it could be a movie Everything's the, polarized yeah, for some people reason. Like, that movie sucks because men don't want to watch it. And blah, yeah, blah. Like, I'm we, like, what we men used... did you talk to that said that? It's like, a fucking movie. If you don't like it, do this, bitch. Like, right. walk out, leave. Like, you don't have to blow it up. Like, right. you don't have to waste your life force and your time right. being nasty and spiteful and negative. And people feel like they're empowered and entitled to do that because I... I have a thought and I have something that needs to be said and the world needs to. And then people get on board with that idea and it snowballs and it turns into fucking bullying and just nasty shit. And that's what makes you not want to go on the Internet. Oh, yeah. I think most people's opinions, honestly, um, are irrelevant on most topics. And it's like shitty to say, but I mean, it's true. How you feel about anything really in the grand scheme of things doesn't matter. Exactly, because at the end of it, cutting through the bullshit just got a whole lot harder. When you're not in control of anything, it's like, why do you... You're like, in control of your perceptions, That though, that's the thing. You're like, just in control of your life, that's all I'm saying. You're in control of your life, your decision, and you can control, to an extent, your perceptions by limiting certain things, like content or anything, any activity. Um, it doesn't matter what it is. And I feel like a lot of people are so spun around by advertising. People's self-image is shit. Everybody wants to, nobody wants to hit the gym to get the the ass of their dreams. I'm not going to say that, but a lot of people are wanting to just buy it. Like people want to cut corners. People want to just be fooled. And I think like now cutting through the bullshit gets a whole lot harder because as you said, fact and opinion are being blurred and you have sites that are swearing that things are fact and just purposely churning out false information and we hear the term fake news this fake news that i hate even saying that but there is just so much misinformation i'll say and it's not an accident well there's a lot of misinformation it's done by design because but there's also a lot people of people are easily fooled and controlled there's a lot of people who write news articles that are just opinions now too that's like passed off as like the news like even the news like the news used to be researched reported articles of information like the news news used to be integrity this happened this person reported what happened and that was it like that's what the news was moving on 
is right. like this car crashed into this wall. We did this interview. This person said what they saw. Can I hit your vape? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, but now it's like, now it's like uh, this person's opinion. We're medical of, patients, guys, don't worry. Uh, yeah, I am for sure. Yeah, we uh, both are. Of why yeah. they fuck. What was I saying? Now, like, people write news articles that are super opinion-based, and it's the same agency and the same structure of a research article, like, point. And it's not it's not the same. Like, the God, news yeah. itself is not the same as it used to be. It's 100% opinions now. It's, um... I think, dude, I feel like I'm having deja vu. I don't know if I said this the last time I was on your podcast, but... Oh, we could have, dude. Denzel Washington Washington said, um, if you don't watch the news, you're uninformed. But if you watch the news, you're misinformed. And that's what it is. It's about selling it. It's about if it bleeds... It leads. Dude, that movie Nightcrawler, did you see that with Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah, I really like that. So movie. disturbing, right? Yeah. Disturbing. And that's just that's just the news cycle here. Like I've talked to Canadians that have come down from like Montreal and Ontario and uh had have had conversations at length with with snowbirds. And they're like, Yo, we love America, we love coming down here a bunch of times a year, but you guys' news cycle is so dramatic. Like we don't like it. Like in Canada, the biggest thing that happened last week, one person told me, was that they raised their speed bumps by like two centimeters. And that was like the biggest fucking news across the entire country for like three days. And people were like, oh, that's cool. So yeah. there were two two shootings that happened in Vancouver. The police yeah. got there and arrested the suspect. And then this happened and they move right on. And it's just crazy <coughs> to see how America is. I think people need to travel and just see the world. Oh, that's for sure. We're definitely super secluded, but honestly, people need to even not just all news is like that. Though. People also just not need to leave leave their states, leave their states, leave your hometown, and um, see the world. Like I don't think people in other countries have the same amount of, and I could be a hundred percent wrong. Uh, I don't think they have the same amount of like stagnant people, like where they don't leave. The area they're from, they don't mix with different populations of people. Like, it's literally, like, people There are regions the, of the country like that, for like, sure. Like, I mean, there's people from the South who have never left the South, ever, in their entire lives. Preach. And they never will. Generations, like, hundreds of years of blood. Yeah. I gotcha. And yeah. I don't think that's the same in other countries, where there's smaller countries, they're not all spread out. Like each state in the United States really is its own country. It's it, and they're so different. I mean, regionally there are trends in political opinion, but every state truly is different. Yeah, and we don't think about them like that, but they really are. Like going to Alabama is just like in being in Europe and taking a train to another country. Alabama is like as big as several European countries oh, put most together. Most states are bigger than European countries. You know, it's again like I. I don't like to get political. Um, I think it gets in the way of humanity and and just being uh, respectful because people are, can't be like, you know what? I have a different point of view than that. I respectfully disagree. Let's move on to something else. Let's talk about something we do agree on. Everybody's so caught up and wanting to beat on their fucking chest and scream that the other person's wrong and my team versus your team and us versus them. And that is just... 
critical theory, bro. It's just, it's critical theory, man. Just look up critical theory for real. <laughs> critical theory. Uh, like Not right now, the, but like the look United it up. Kingdom audience is listeners. 66 million people. California is 39 million people. Like California is its own country compared to the UK, you know. And it's a failed one. And it's a failed one. Because I just feel like they, I don't know. Like you said, you went to San Francisco. How was that? How was that homeless encounter? Oh, I think a lot of parts of California are really messed up. Sad, right? Yeah. It's already almost been recording for an hour. Jesus, flew by, dude. I mean, time flies when you're having fun. F and A, Cotton. We 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 don't have to talk about the news either. We don't want to talk about the news, but... um, these boxing matches, Jesus Christ, this guy's fucking that guy up. I don't know. Neverett versus Santasima. I don't know if I would ever pay to go to one of these. Oh, I Not fucking to be a hater. wouldn't. I talk to Sam, my fiance, about that all the time. Like, I don't understand paying to go to a UFC fight. I hardly understand buying the pay-per-view anymore because yeah. some of them are so fucking, um, I mean, they're $65. And some of the main events, like the last Conor McGregor fight mm-hmm. versus Cowboy Cerrone, it was 40 seconds long. And that's the fight you're paying <laughs> to see. Like, that's the fight you want to see. You know what I mean? And oh. it was 40 seconds. 40 seconds long is, like, my, my personal best. Dude. Like me, <laughs> But me <laughs> going to Vegas and buying a, a remotely decent seat where you can actually watch the fight and not just watch it on the big screen in the event. Right. For 40 seconds, I would be so upset, dude. Like, I'd be like, we should have just stayed home and fucking watched this. Like, like, yeah, being in Vegas and being there would be cool. But, like, for a shitty view. Got getting hoed, bro. I mean, I feel that way watching football half the time. Like, I love going to Cardinals games, and I had season tickets for a while. But half the time, I'm like, I'd rather be at home so I can hear what the announcers are saying. Like, I don't know why they flew, uh, threw that flag and picked it up. Like, yeah. you don't get that play-by-play in the stadium and shit. You're just like, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. Just waiting for him to run another play. I don't know. And, like, half the time it's better to just watch it on TV. That was a serious burp. I apologize. I lost this, uh, I lost this boxing stream. You know God what? damn it. You know what? I'm not up in arms about it. <laughs> oh, me neither. Fucking... <laughs> I really would like to watch the last fight, but other than uh, that, dude, boxing is one of the most boring things I've ever watched. Yeah. I think I would rather watch golf, to be honest with you. No, definitely not. Definitely neither. Neither. Hard pass on both. At least golf. Um, um, no, there's no plus sides to golf. Yeah, I um, I love watching this because you get to watch the guy look like the guy legally streaming it. It's like freaking out right now. It's like trying to get his stream back up. That's sketch. We're watching somebody break the law in real time. Yeah, I mean we're breaking it. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say, dude? We were talking about um earlier. Just like how wild it is to live in Arizona and just like when we looked up in the sky tonight, like we saw a bright ass star or planet. We didn't know what it was. It kind of looked like a plane, but I don't know. It's probably just a star, but you see weird stuff out here all the time. Oh, yeah. UFOs, dude. I've seen UFOs. 
Sam, I told Sam. People, people don't believe me from back home. They're like, oh, dude, like you. Uh, anyway, they're like, oh, dude, like you see weird stuff all the time. What are you looking at out there? I thought I saw something outside, actually. Oh, it's a plane. Oh, no, it's a ghetto bird circling your uh, neighborhood. Oh, yeah, that's for sure, too. That happens a lot out here. Yeah. See, that's why I need to get another <laughs> curtain. You got that curtain behind you. I need to get another one. Fucking ghetto bird, bro, just circling the neighborhood. All right, well, uh, well That's anyway. pretty common on this side of town. Dude, it's common in Mesa. I had the Mesa police knock on my door saying that somebody set a car on fire in my complex, and they were like, did you see or hear anything suspicious? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I was asleep by 9.30. I'm You're fucking like, I'm tired. I'm fucking just sitting in my apartment, dude. Not watching out the windows all night. Chilling. Yeah, it, and it was just weird. I don't know. They brought the forensics van out there. They started swabbing this car for fingerprints. Yeah. I was like, this is real Phoenix life. is one of those things, dude, where it's like an area can be nice, and then three streets over is like ghetto as fuck. That's Arizona. You can get your fucking head kicked in around here, man. Yeah. You can get your head kicked in. Oh, yeah. I definitely try not to fuck with people. I don't try like, to look people in the eye. Hi, or, Hitler. Or, or be, what the fuck? What? What are you talking about? What? <laughs> You're ridiculous. Have you seen Jojo Rabbit, the movie? No. Oh, my God. I love it. It's like it's like a satire on you know oh, World oh, okay. War Two. I've been told to watch that movie several times. And like someone walks in the room and he's like, "How Hitler? How Hitler?" He says it to every person in the room. Oh my god! So he says it like nine times in a row. It's so funny. <laughs> like how Hitler? How Hitler? And then at the end, how Hitler? Like you know, like just over a guy it. That he does, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like whatever. Yeah, that's funny, dude. I th- I heard it was like a really funny take on uh, on it, just like making it sounds totally silly. Um, the whole thing. Oh, the whole thing, silly. But it's really dramatic too. It was a really that, good movie. That's what uh, that's what I was told. Is it out on like Redbox and shit? Mm-mm, not yet. It really needs to be. Um, it's, it's making so much money. That's why they I kept think it. I bought it on Amazon Prime to watch it. Oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely. Sometimes you know I'm, like, I'm gonna do that shit tonight. I, I got an Amazon gift card. Oh, there you go. Sometimes I'm like fuck it and I buy a movie because like I'm like buying two movie tickets. For me and Sam, it's like 24 bu- bucks, like minimum, right. you know? Right. So I'm like, eh, like paying 20 to watch it at home is not that unreasonable. Because <laughs> I'm like, I do the same thing to go to the movie theater. Well, you know, I mean, and if I buy it, I can watch it more than once. And you got more bomb snacks in your in your apartment, in your uh, I said apartment, like it's my place. Yeah, you can order pizza. in your home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a. Uh, I don't know. Like, I like going to the movies. I like making an outing oh, of it. I love going to the movies. It's 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 a. Uh, but that's the way I justify. Magic. Oh shit! Triple H is there. Triple H. Motherfucker Jones. Good oh, for him. Gordon Ramsay's there. He looks completely different. He went bald, and now he has like an Amish Abraham Lincoln. Oh, he's looking. badass. I think he, he owns, is badass. He'll fucking. I think kill he me. owns part of the Take WWE. Oh, Michael J. Fox. I would God love to him. meet him. I want to meet him so bad, dude. God bless him. He's uh he's had um he's had issues with his condition he is, as he's gotten older. His Parkinson's. Well, he's always had it, but his condition has I was told uh, gotten agitated a bit over the years. Oh yeah, it's probably not great. Anyway, what were we talking about before? UFOs, that's right, that's right, before that ghetto bird was circling. Oh, yeah, I told Sam fucking all my UFO stories. She's like, I believe maybe one of them. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this is probably how women feel during the Me Too movement, and no one <laughs> believes them. 
solid. Solid. <laughs> I like. I haven't that told one. that joke on stage yet, but that's, I've been meaning to. That's gonna piss off some people, and it's gonna be so funny. Yeah, and it's gonna be so funny, dude. You should do it. You should do it. Um. Yeah, dude. I. I was gonna. I wanted to tell you about this one encounter that I had. Um, being out here in Arizona for the last uh, seven seven plus years, um, you see some stuff. I've there. I've had like two really distinct experiences. Um, I was literally one time at my mom's house. It was like June or something. Uh, it was like a June night, seven o'clock. I walked right outside after just like thinking to myself a lot of deep shit. I was watching like a documentary that was kind of trippy and I was just in this really interesting state of mind. And I swear I was sober, sober. And, uh, I walked outside and dude above my head, I felt like I could hit it with a fucking tennis ball. There was this black triangle silent. You felt like you could hit it with a tennis ball. I felt like I could hit it with a tennis ball Like that close within 200 feet. That's wild, dude. That's like super similar to my story. It was um it was it was the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life. And 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 it, it didn't seem real. I, I was like, no, that why are there three lights blinking in a in a row? It was like do 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 like it was like doing this weird thing. And I was like, is that a helicopter? That plane is low, dude. That person's gonna crash in our neighborhood. And I was like, holy fucking shit. And I realized what it was, and I had like 10 seconds of just really just being in awe this this whole thing like lasted no more than 20 seconds by the way um and it was just this this black triangle it was so quiet that it was disturbing it almost felt like like i couldn't hear wind i couldn't hear like cars driving i couldn't hear anything at all except my own heart beating and Dude, I got a little bit of it on camera at the very, very, very end. And uh, you can see as it goes out of focus, there's this there's this craft blinking in a triangle formation with red lights. And it's you got it on your camera. I got it on my Instagram. Shut up. I swear it's so hard to see because it's out of focus. But dude, this thing was slowly sauntering across the Chandler sky. It was crazy. I was like, that didn't fucking happen. That didn't fucking happen. And then, like, it did fucking happen. I called the National UFO Reporting Center, and I reported it. And, uh, yeah, that was that was a very distinct experience that not a lot of people believe me, but I do have the fucking video to prove it. That's wild, dude. Yes, I do. That's fucking crazy. It that. didn't make sense. I was like, this has to be, this is like a government craft this is a helicopter i was like what is that that's why i just saw that close to you the fact that it was so quiet i was like what the fuck that's like it was it wasn't even it was more quiet than like a tv being on dude (laughs) yeah it was crazy yeah that is like 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 static on a tv i mean like it was it was like that but anyway man i'll have to show that to you um on my phone Dude, yeah, that's similar to the story I was telling you about when yeah, it was dude. right above our truck. That one was crazy, too. I couldn't. Yeah. I don't know what it is about those black triangles, but black triangles and red orbs are something that I have seen and other people that I know have seen a lot out here. Dude, the weirdest part about my story is like I was with my buddy James and we both know like the same story. Like we've talked about it before, like. 
Just that we were driving home on the highway, ship, and you, like this was a in, big triangle. This was in Lake Havasu, right? Yeah, like two in the morning. Two in the morning, you're getting some munchies. And it just stopped right above the truck, and we stopped looking at it. Mm-hmm. And wow. I mean, I just remember sitting there looking at it. Yeah. Um, Did you know what it was, like, in that moment, or were you... Oh, yeah. There, I'm like, like, dude, there's a fucking spaceship above our truck. Like, What? You said that? Yeah, I'm like, do you fucking see this thing, man? And my buddy's like, yeah, dude. Like, we're both just staring at it. Like, I'm like, dude, there's a fucking UFO <laughs> above the truck. Like, I'm sorry, I clipped there, but dude, for real? Dude, yeah. Like, I was like, this is wild. And I've seen multiple, like, other than that. Like, <laughs> uh, shit. I saw one driving wow. home from the NFC. I think it was the NFC championship game. Uh, where the Cardinals won Excuse to go me. to the Super Bowl in 2009, 2008. And uh, the Cardinals went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Steelers. Right. Uh, I was at the NFC Championship game that when we won to go to the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, and I was driving home, and my dad was in the back seat, and my buddy Zach was in the front seat with me. And off the right side of the highway, uh, I saw a triangle ship um floating like hovering mm-hmm. and i was like zach you see that shit and i like pointed it out and he's like yeah and we were staring at it mm. and uh all of a sudden it uh it went forward and it disappeared and like it phased out or something yeah and like the way this- i can describe it disappearing is it's like it hit a wall and it disappeared into the wall. So it's like... Like a clear, invisible we wall. We watched the ship vanish tip first and then the end. Like, you know how... Like like, 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 like going I, under a rug. Like, like I saw it plane. like this, and then it was gone. Like going through... Like, you know what I mean? What the fuck? Like it went behind that curtain. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, and it was gone. Just gone. Wow. And we just watched it disappear like that in the sky. That... Is fucking trippy. It's wild. It was that wild. Is I believe you. There's weird stuff out here. There's something about the land. There's something about the minerals. There has to be something and, uh, significant. Well, we are pretty close here. to Area 51. Oh, this was. I'm sorry. This wasn't in Arizona. It was in Arizona, but I just mean Area 51s only. You know. Oh, you, you okay? You're talking about Havasu at this point. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is about these desert skies, man. Like I've. But another time, yeah. I, we saw one, and it was, there was a group of us. There was probably 10 of us right. in Havasu. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were at my buddy's house, and we even um, reported it, like called 911 and reported it. You did? Yeah. You, okay, so that was like, there. there is documentation that you guys went to the authorities and, and reported a sighting. Did anyone else? Did, did you hear? No. No one? It was like, so we were at my buddy's house, and... In Havasu, uh, fun fact about Havasu. So Havasu is built um, by the same designer who designed Disney World. Mm. At least that's the story that I've always heard. And uh, I don't know if I've ever fact checked it. I think I have. It I borders California. So the guy who designed Disneyland it? or Disney World uh, designed the street map no, for that's Havasu. Tough. That's so. Tough. Uh, Disneyland is designed so no matter where you are in the theme park, you can see, um, 
The castle? The Yeah, the mountain where the castle is. What are the fuck it's called? Mm-hmm. No matter where you are in the theme park, um, that's how the streets are designed so you can see it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how Havasu is. Havasu is designed so no matter where you are in town, you can see the lake. Really? Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're at my buddy's house looking out over the lake, and uh, we just see this ship, or like plane-looking thing, go around the lake um like really fast like in the distance over the lake and we see it go over the lake and around behind the mountains Mm. and then we watch it go around town and it comes around and goes back over the lake it's doing circles around the town wow i wonder why and we watched it for probably over an hour what and it circled the town. Was this like a government plane? Like, was it? Was it like? Oh, some it top was. Su- crap? It was super far out there. Like, we have no idea what it looked like. We could just see these dots in the distance flying. But then eventually, it turned into like five of them flying. Wow! In like synchronization. Wow! So it was around the city. Wow! And Were they so lights? we watched them. No, it was like during the daytime, so we could see them as black dots. Wow. Um, so we could see them flying and disappear behind the mountains and then come back around the other side of the, like, we would just keep an eye out for them and then see them come out from the mountains and then fly over the lake again. Wow. And I was like, they're, they're way too fast to be planes. Like way, way, way too fast. The G forces could probably kill people. Um, and we watched them forever. And, wow. like, eventually someone was like, should we, like, report this, like, joking around? And I was like, yeah, fucking let's do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm the one who called. Uh, but I was like, I'm not going to use my phone. Someone, like, dial it and I'll talk to him. <laughs> so I talked to him. And I was like, yeah, did yeah. anyone else report this? Like, I was like, this is an emergency. Like, we're just watching these, like, Fuck. black dots fly around the city. And, like, they're like, Get no. out of here. Yeah, that was wild. I believe in And one of my buddies still brings it up, like, all the time. Like, remember when we saw those UFOs over at Alex's house? I'm like, yeah, dude, I do. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. I, people need to grow the fuck up. Like, if you don't believe in UFOs, you don't think ghosts are real. Ever since the Navy came out and said they were real? Yeah. And Joe Rogan had those dudes Tom on his De- podcast? Tom DeLong, even, on Joe Rogan's podcast. But Joe Rogan had the Navy commander who fucking filmed it. Straight up. On the podcast. Admitting to what it was. Yeah, I, that was and a recent mean, one. That, to me, was just like, oh, my God, man. He like, explained how it was even picked up by these super high-tech. He explains high tech. how the camera on the ship is used for tracking missiles in air and used to dodge enemy aircraft. That the technology on the ship is literally made to watch shit fly in the air. And what they tracked was too fast for their technology. Wow. And that to me was like, what? What? He's like, we trap like track F sixteen Raptors in aerial flights with this technology, and it couldn't keep up with whatever craft was out there. And that to me was like, proof. What, dude? Like what? Like what is it then? It's like yeah. And he's like, it's a ship that we do not have in our fleet. I can tell you that. And that, to me, was like... Back to people thinking opinions. That's a spaceship, bro. Back to... Exactly. 100%. And back to people thinking that their opinions are facts. Like, I argue with people about the existence of aliens all the time. And I'm like, you don't know about Operation 
your Project Blue Book. You don't know about <laughs> Rendlesham Forest. You don't know about right. any of these fucking things that the government has declassified, <laughs> which is in the public domain, that you could simply read on that oh, has yeah. military personnel as witnesses, key observers, like people that we trust, police officers, fucking government officials, like actual reliable witnesses, and people just don't want to open their minds to something so great because what would that mean for their belief system and their feelings? Oh, yeah, that's, and that's a big what problem. It, and that's what it is. Like, we're there, I think our consciousness is at a point now, you know, as the older generation dies off, no offense, um, people are more open to the idea that we're not alone out there. And, oh, and, yeah. And, and, be, and mainly, in my opinion, the, the main reason why we should is because this our governments around the world are taking this very seriously. It's yeah. not just us. It's France. It's the UK. It's fucking Belgium. They had the, besides the Phoenix Lights, they had the second largest sighting of a, of a black triangle in the entire world for the course of, like, months. Yeah. The entire, the Belgian wave, like people, governments have been taking this seriously. There are things out there that are keeping tabs on us. We're keeping tabs on them, just like ants keep tabs on uh, human beings, I guess, because we can't fucking, they're so elusive. They make themselves known to us when they want to, and we don't get to decide. We're not at their level. Have you seen that news article about that uh, space signal Uh, every 16 days? No. So they just recently Yo, found I, this. I kind of want another beer. Is that cool? Oh yeah, in the fridge. I'm just gonna yeah. go grab it. Yeah. Um. So this just came out like last week or the week before. Um. They started detecting like Earth gives off. Another one. Yeah, sure. Cool. Earth gives off radio signals every day we do this every day with satellites projecting signals into outer space waiting for someone to respond and so just a couple weeks ago they started getting a repeating frequency from the same spot in space and they've detected it every 16 days they want us to figure it out so um Probably. It says mysterious radio signals from space have been known to repeat, but for the first time, researchers have noticed a pattern in a series of bursts coming from a, sing- a single source half a billion light years from Earth. Wow. Fast radio bursts, or FRBs, are millisecond long bursts of radio waves in space. Individual radio bursts emit once and don't repeat. Fuck. But repeating fast radio bursts are known to send out short, energetic radio waves multiple times. And usually, when they repeat, it's sporadic or in a cluster, according to previous observations. Damn. Between September 16, 2018 and October 30, 2019, researchers from the Canadian Hydrogen Intensity Mapping Experiment detected a pattern in bursts occurring every 16.35 days. Holy shit. Over the course of four days, the signal would release a burst or two each hour. What? Then it would go silent for another 12 days. The findings are included in the preprint of a paper, meaning the paper has been moderated and not fully peer-reviewed. The authors of the paper are part of the FRB collaboration, which has published a multitude of fast radio burst studies in recent years. Right. Um, so that's pretty wild. 
It was traced to a massive spiral galaxy around 500 million light years away from Earth. Wow. Um, so it's the first time they've ever discovered a signal like this, and it seems like someone's broadcasting it out there. Because it's they detected it over the course of months, multiple times, and figured out that it's happening for four days, and then it would stop, and then you four almost days made me drop again. my beer. Uh, uh, sorry. Yeah, I. That, that is fucking crazy. That's oh, crazy. That is crazy, and it's shit like this. Why I don't like to waste my energy arguing with people on um on this stuff it's whether you believe it or not science is science and we have no way to quantify it but we know it's repeating phenomena so if we keep having these encounters there's something to this especially especially if our governments are investing tons of money into finding out what this is and and learning about it like this is this has been going on since after World War II for the most part, like where it's really ramped up all across the world. People seeing UFOs ever since yeah. we dropped those nukes. Um, it, it's, it's been a, a wave of activity. Yeah. A wave. And, uh, and I think that some, some of these beings are protecting Earth and others are corrupting it. And uh, that's my personal opinion. That's my <laughs> personal opinion. Reading this article about but, how uh, someone has a theory that the the air force admitted that ufos exists purely i don't need the air force to admit it to know you know but like they came out and like publicly admitted you know that when was that it's real when was that by the way when that guy released that footage and then that that was like a the few navy months ago. pilot came out and was like yeah that's real a few like, months ago and he went on joe rogan and shit right 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 yeah that, that was like 2019 yeah yeah last year um yeah, hold on. I'll give you a perfect date on that. Navy. I said Air Force, but it was the Navy. Navy confirms UFO. Uh, I think we... I'm having serious deja vu. Did we oh, talk yeah, we talked this? about this for sure. We, we watched did. some of the videos, I think. I thought we did, too. Um, All right. It's still good. Like, let's... But, um... good shit. Oh, yeah. But, um... What the fuck was I going to say? Oh, but someone had a theory that... They announced they're real so we can start debuting new technology. And someone's like, uh, someone said, like, I think the Navy or the Air Force is getting to a point where we're going to release new planes and we need an excuse for it. New planes for what? Surveillance? Like new technologies that didn't exist before. So announcing now that UFOs are real gives us in the next decade this... People need to know leeway of hey, we have supersonic jets that run on gravity now. Yeah, dude, I I think that there's because we be- can't just release them. And people are saying that them saying UFOs are real is them testing their new planes, mm-hmm. and that like they got caught and now they're on video and they're like, yeah, they're just UFOs because they're just playing it off as like, yeah, that's not our new ship at all. It's totally an alien. I give it 10 years. Wouldn't that be wild, though? I if that really years. was just, like, the Navy out there testing new shit? That would be wild if that was just them. That would that would be a major plot twist. Right. But, <laughs> right. But, it would be. But, and you know what? That would explain why... That would explain some stuff. Yeah, it kind of made sense to me. Because I'm like, yeah... That would explain some stuff. Because What I've seen is these the more likely around. explanation? Would it be 
that the big bad wolf actually did exist? Or is it that it was a fairy tale they told you to scare you about going outside? You know what I mean? <laughs> you just M. Night Shyamalan me. Yeah. Damn. You know, I. it would make sense because I've had a couple other encounters near military bases, like in airports, um, triangles. Yeah, and orbs, we're super close to shit like military that. bases out here. Everywhere. Um, everywhere. And I've had some experiences near them, and it would explain a, a lot, but... I don't know what's scarier, the fact that they have this technology and they haven't told us, or maybe, allegedly, or the fact that there, that there are aliens that very well might be very active in Phoenix <laughs> because of where we are. Five rivers run into Phoenix, don't they? Five? I heard that oh, there originally were five rivers that ran into Phoenix. They could be. And there's like really rich mineral deposits out by buckeye like have you heard of um have you heard of the stardust ranch no but i could pull up the stardust ranch real quick i have to pee go pee go pee pee and then pull up the stardust ranch (laughs) the stardust ranch is in buckeye ghost adventures bro bro it's 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 beyond it's beyond good. I'm selling my ranch after aliens tried to abduct my wife, dude. What? You, you need to understand this ranch. This ranch not only has had UFOs, <laughs> homicides, ghosts, but there have been fucking skinwalkers spotted on this ranch. Wow. It's, it's a vast ranch. Are you for serious? I'm, I'm not for I'm not for kidding. I'm not for fucking kidding. And. This is wild. Check it out, bro. It's it's too much. It's truly too All right, much. You keep talking. I'm gonna pee. So the Stardust Ranch. Apparently, this guy bought this ranch back in like the 90s or whatever. While Jeremy's uh, relieving himself, I'm gonna have to do the same in a sec from all this damn beer. But the Stardust Ranch was um, is this ranch that's out in West Phoenix. Um, they technically called Buckeye or Rainbow, Rainbow something, Rainbow Valley. I want to say, but this ranch there's something about it right like there's something about the land that it sits on that cannot be explained okay i'm just trying to set the scene here because it's 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 a lot it's a lot um this ranch supposedly has had ghosts uh biker gangs uh pimps uh murders suicides aliens active active on on ground in the air everywhere skinwalkers you know i don't know if people know what skinwalkers are but they're terrifying malevolent beings that the native americans strongly strongly believe in in this part of the in this part of arizona and everywhere they don't even like to talk about them because they know that in simply talking about them will attract them and um this ranch dude (laughs) there's something about this ranch this guy uh, moved in and from the moment he moved in all his fucking furniture that he moved in was in the fucking pool when he came back one day just in the fucking swimming pool i wonder if we did talk about this on the last in the swimming pool just just chilling or or like the the previous resident stuff was in the swimming pool something weird and there's just tons of stuff that's happened man Tons of stuff that's happened there. 
Read up. Re- read some of that stuff, man. See what it says about it. Um. And almost I- immediately, the day we moved in, we began to have strange experiences. Other photos on Edmund's Facebook page feature injuries he says he suffered during encounters wounds from recent attack here at stardust ranch upper right calf from cattle from oh from battle cattle with mutilations mal- i forgot about that yes that too no no, no. Uh, it says wounds from recent attack upper right calf from battle with a malevolent et yes. he wrote on one photo adding in another posted the same day this is why i want to move he Jeremy, like this guy has actually gotten some stuff on film. Like, um, there's this. Oh channel. my god! In one particular photo, a samurai sword lays in a pool of blood. Um, the blood allegedly belonging to an alien. He says he killed on March 13th, 2017. In his own comment on the photo, Edmonds claims he has slain over a dozen extraterrestrials on his property. He swears by it, bro. He is. He is the. If you know about this guy, like the owner of this was a complete skeptic. He does not believe in any of this shit. And he's literally had to fight off these these beings, dude, because they've come after his wife while they're sleeping. He's been recording himself in his home and there will be pe- like beings like popping in like like real quick, like flashing their heads in the back of it in the background. Like it's on the Internet. Like he's been very vocal about this from the moment they moved in. Look at that. Look at that shit. That's on his ranch. Last night's visitors over Stardust Ranch. You can go out there and they do tours. You can actually stay the night and feel the energy. There was a fucking high school senior on the on his last day of his senior year shot himself in the fucking head at the kitchen table for no reason. For no reason. That place is also haunted. There's something about the energy at the kitchen table that, that he lived on the ranch. Yes. Oh, wild. Yes. This don't 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 quote me on that. It, it it was definitely a high school kid. He might not have been a senior, but he he committed suicide at the ranch for sure, for sure, for no reason other than the fact that there's 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 an energy. There's an energy there. There's something that that attracts things to that ranch. It's wild. That's crazy. I wish I heard of this sooner. Dude, we you can go out there. It's like a hop, skip, and a jump from here. I want to fucking go out there, dude. It's it's sketch, man. I I wouldn't dream of going out there at, at night, like, to be honest with you. Like, I don't want to run into something that I don't know how to fight, dude. Like, Oh, my God, I do. Like, running, that would be running the best. Into, a, into a skinwalker? No, you don't uh, want to run into a skinwalker, dude. Oh, uh. I could only hope. No, dude. If I could pick how I no, die, definitely. I not. want it to be getting abducted and leaving this planet. That would be so cool. Like you only have one life to live. Like fuck comedy, dude. You know. <laughs> oh like, shit! I clipped again. Fuck, dude. I suck. Fucking, I'll get abducted any day, dude. Et. Beat you can me get up, abducted brother. in Phoenix in other ways. That's for sure. I. That looks like a picture of a guy's balls that he blurred out, doesn't it? I don't know what that is, but it's making me uncomfortable. Um, what is that? I don't know. I don't newest like ET visiting. I don't it, like it. It just looks like some light, dude, on a wall. That literally, look, it's a stucco wall with like some light on it. That's nothing. Don't take his recent post, dude. The, the the best shit, unfortunately, has already happened at his ranch. It's a portal open at Stardust Ranch. That's that's funny. This guy's funny, dude. Um. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, I definitely believe some stuff. I definitely think there's some people who are just 
batshit crazy trying to uh, profit off of stuff too. But you know, this guy has has not profited at all from this ranch. Um, you don't think so? No, I, I want to say he sold it and he is no longer the owner. But like, you can go to it. Um, they would let people stay. I think I don't know if they charged him or if they let them stay for free, but. He just was sick of people telling him that he was lying. Kind of, and he was like, "He's like, he's like, you think I'm lying? I'm gonna fucking stay a night at my ranch. You're gonna see that this is it, it, it's extraordinary. That's wild. It's we have a lot of like ghost stories and stuff in Arizona. I don't know if it's just it has a lot to do with it being open desert, just like well, motherfuckers shoot here, and ask questions later. Yeah, Let's a lot just of be shit real. out there. Let's I be mean, real." But, dude, it kind of goes into, like, hiding bodies and stuff, dude. Like, who knows what's going on in the desert, dude? Like, I, I shudder. Area, like, I shudder. If you ever think about it, like... At the thought. There's areas in the continental U.S. that people haven't gone before. Straight up. Like, the Ozarks. Like, literally... For example. There's places where humans haven't put their feet still. You know what's a place that's... And it's because it's yeah. out in the middle okay. of nowhere. No, you're good. Out in the fucking mountains. Like, it's just... Back in the day, people either had to take a horse somewhere or walk there. Mm-hmm. And if you couldn't do that, it wasn't explored. And we didn't found Like, we didn't put cities in those places. 100%. So there's still mountain ranges that, like, people have never fucking gone on. Bro, like, Bro. I'm just going to say Wyoming. Wyoming, like, you cannot tell me that Wyoming has been com- discovered completely. You cannot oh, convince the me. The last time you were here, I think we were talking about caves and underground tunnels and stuff. We were talking about people disappearing. We pulled up in like a map, like of the disappearances, didn't we? Or was someone yeah. else? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, national parks. Yeah, it we was, pulled up that, that map. That is heavy. That is heavy. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I don't even think. The, our government knows what's truly uh, happening with yeah, that. Probably not. There, there very no well knows. could be. I mean, this is like you said. This is all an electromagnetic field. Blah blah blah. Earth and whatever. Um, I think things can come and go as they please, um, depending on where you are on this earth. Like there are there are places of super concentrated magnet magnetic energy that I think there could be quote unquote portals or there could be, you know time travelers or whatever could be is you never know is maybe that shit blows my mind yeah i would love to study uh like physics and actually understand how like energy and matter works and stuff like that um just because i feel like i would nerd out on it hardcore but there was a picture that uh went viral on the internet um speaking of i'm sorry i'm gonna lose my train of thought there was this picture from 19 19- 17 or something in british columbia canada that shows like a portrait or like like an actual photo of like these old-timey looking people and there's like a like a surfer looking dude that just looks like he just appeared out of nowhere in the fucking photo and the internet and reddit and everywhere is on fire about this photo really yes dude type in um time traveler canada photo you're gonna be blown the fuck away he looks like a 70s California surfer dude in board shorts, bro, in this old timey photo, and it's not manipulated at all. Is it this one? No, this is the 1940s time traveler. You should um, 
Are you sure it's Canada? Yeah, if you type in British Columbia time traveler picture. See what it says. This guy? No. It, again, it's... Scroll down for a sec. Is it there? No. No. Um, God damn it. That's going to that's gonna bother me. No, there's a photo of like... It's like the last photo of like this, this group was taking on this island um, in British Columbia. And there's actually a guy in the photo reacting in a hat uh, to the guy that just like appeared out of nowhere. Like he has a shocked expression and everybody's looking forward except that guy and the time traveler allegedly. Really? And then you got that guy in the 40s uh, during World War II looking at a smartphone. Which one? This one? That guy. He's looking at a smartphone? Allegedly. Or they say he could be rolling a cigarette, but... That guy, this guy doesn't look like he fits in this photo. At all. That was the 60s. What's wrong with this World Cup celebration one? It says, if you look closely, you'll see in the bottom center of the image what looks to be someone with a mobile phone capturing... Oh, this right here. It does look like they're holding a flip phone. Dude, I'm, I'm, what, my thing is, Jeremy, is what if it's all a little bit true? And if it's all a little bit true, ghosts, UFOs, Bigfoot, I don't fucking know, like time travel, anything. What if it's all a little bit true? And what would that mean for our beliefs? Right. That's fair. This one's a little weird, dude. Someone that's captured a, in the a, back of a Charlie Chaplin silent film set shows a lady dressed in all black, wearing a hat, walking around the set, which appears to be she's talking on a phone held up to her ear. It's a little iffy because in the 1920s, mobile phones weren't a thing yet. And it's, yeah, it, I mean, unless she's scratching I her see, head. Have you seen the video? There's video of it. Of this one? There is video of that. Of I mean, unless you're scratching your head. With all four of your fingers, she turns and looks. I don't and entirely walking. understand what you would be doing there. This is the type of shit that's fascinating to me. Oh, look at this one. Mm-hmm. Well, and what was she holding in her hand right there? She's talking into it. Look. She's talking into it, dude. People are looking at her like, what is that chick doing? That's pretty trippy, man. I'm telling you. That one's a little weird. I'm telling you, bro. This one's a little weird. But granted, this lady's holding something that looks identical in her hand. Go, Go to the next one. Let's see what else. That's getting there. This is the one that I was just looking at. Charlie Chaplin. Dude, that's a phone. That's a phone. It does look like a guy walks into the scene holding a phone up to his ear and he's Dude, talking on it. That's a phone. <laughs> that's crazy. In my opinion, I think that's a phone. That <laughs> It it sure does look like he's walking around having a having cell phone a conversation. call in 1928. <laughs> 
when you put it like that, if I'm here and you're there, and I'm <laughs> this one's pretty weird, man. Yeah, that one's, that one's pretty wild, bro. I'm that. not kidding. I'm not kidding. There's something, there's something weird. Everything in this life is weird, and I think we need to really realize that we don't know shit. And the sooner we can do that, the more we can move forward. Because we'll realize we have a lot more to learn. Well, time travel is just a concept of bending uh, light around an object in a specific way, right? So, Yeah, the government... Um, I've allegedly, I've been you know, experimenting with that technology since like the 50s. I do like this one from... I've seen this on Ancient Aliens. Like This was sculpted in the 1500s, but like, why is there a guy who looks like he's in a space suit? It, or a, it makes no sense. In with an Aquaman a suit. With a tube giving him an oxygen supply mm-hmm. makes no sense this one's pretty weird it's, this is, it makes no sense it looks like it, the exact type of suit an astronaut wears even with the boots and the ridges on his feet that's like the exact same boots that like astronauts wear yeah exactly like there are just time traveling celebrities this one's this one's not as weird to me because it's just simply genetics. I mean, there's only so many faces that it can exist on the planet. I mean, I would like to think that, you know, we don't just cease to exist. I think there's another existence personally, but I don't know if reincarnation's a thing. It could be. Who knows? Yeah. I'm trying to oh, find... Oh, here's the time surfer. Thank you, bro. Is Thank it this guy sitting there? Yes, bro. Basic t-shirt? Yes, with shorts. Dude, that one's weird. Dude, he that's it. He looks very out of place. That's it. Look at the guy next to him. Can you zoom in? In a time period where people are all wearing suits? Look at the guy next to him this in the guy? hat reacting. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, that does <laughs> look like... And he has really long hair. Yes. Which isn't He's of barefoot. that time period. He's barefoot as well. Oh, I don't think you can see his feet. Oh, you you can't. Okay, well he, he looks like he's at the beach. Sure. He it, looks like he's going to the beach. He does look very out of place. I mean, his haircut is out of place. His shirt. I mean, I don't even know if shirts existed like that back then. And shorts. Just look at everybody, dude. This is like nineteen I mean, seventeen little, or something. That little kid's wearing a suit. What what year was that? Um, what year is this picture? Does it say? Doesn't say. It was like the early 1900s, dude. Like, I I just, I don't know. That one's pretty wild. That one's pretty wild. That one's, I would like to know more. I would like (laughs) to know more about the time surfer. See why I said it so confidently earlier? This one's pretty peculiar, dude. It's legit a dude in a black t-shirt and shorts sitting there. And it, he's awkwardly sitting in front of two people. Like he just appeared, right? It doesn't look like he like would naturally sit that close to that guy. It's like he just popped up and he was catching his balance or something. Yeah. It's and weird. I mean, there's a child sitting next to him and the child's in a full suit with a scarf. So you know it's not an age thing. And it's weird. And then there's another kid right here who's also in, like, a suit and jacket. So it's weird that, like, a guy would have long hair and shorts and a T-shirt. I mean, this, this is in British Columbia, British Columbia, Canada. I want you, uh, like, this is not, like, even, even, like, somewhere warm. Like, he's totally not dressed, bro. That's like the that's the scary thing. Uh, I'm gonna use really good podcasting. I'm like just hunched over, looking in the wrong direction the whole time. Yeah, yeah, that's how you know 
that's how you know uh, you're putting on a show. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta um, yeah, I gotta good. use the restroom. I'll be back. You good? It's already fucking nine thirty. F and A Cotton. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, thanks to all my previous guests. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, I have another one with Darrell Hearns coming out after this one. So please keep an eye out for that one. Um, yeah, definitely thank you to everyone who has supported the podcast so far and who wants to continue doing podcasts with me. I really appreciate it. Um, have a booked comedy show this Tuesday at the Bench Bar. Pretty psyched about that. Um... Other than that, please like and subscribe to my page. And um, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. I would really like to get some more subscribers on YouTube. That would be dope. Uh, so please help me out and do that. <coughs> um, yeah, I'm really trying to podcast more and get more of these going. So... Uh, hopefully you can keep an eye out for them on Fridays going forward here. Uh, but we'll see how all of that goes, of course. Welcome back. I don't even know how long we want to go, dude. Maybe another half hour? I'm with 10 it. o'clock? I'm with it, man. Yeah, let's let's do another half. Fucking already flying by here. Yeah, um, I mean, shit, like I said earlier, we've been, uh, we've been having some serious... A1 conversation like I feel <laughs> we might be talking out of our ass a little bit but this has been more nutritious than uh, than anything yeah no this is good um trying to get these boxing matches back up here lost the stream you know unfortunately the last time I was watching a stream can you pass me your pen one more time yep. actually I got mine in my pocket what am I doing oh yeah either way man I mean, um I'd really like to do more regular podcasts. I'm glad you came back for a second one. This is pretty dope. You're like my, you're like one of my first, the only comic to return for a second one. But I was, I, I wasn't I your first comic in the first place. Yeah, <laughs> but the first, yes. um, I've had like two other people come back and do multiple podcasts with me. So it's cool that you finally came back for another one. Even though it's just in November, it feels like fucking <laughs> forever ago that we did that last episode. <laughs> My life was very different in November, yeah. even from right now. Yeah, it's crazy how much things change, man. I mean... And how, f- like, it seems like everything, the pace... It smells good. It smells fruity. Yeah, you know what it is? I think this is uh, this is actually GDP. This is one of my favorites for anxiety. GDP is always good. GDP is, is the real MVP. Just tastes good. Always. What, what do you got there? To be honest, I have no idea. He's like, I don't know, dude. I fucking, I load them. I I, buy too many vapes. I hit them. Like, I I put that one in and took this one out. And look how full this one still is. You get the full grams the whole, every time? No, these were on sale. Yeah. Like, on Sunday. Select, yeah. Select are on sale. Buy one, get one free again. Yeah. And honestly, I try to only buy them when they're buy one, get one free. Because it's $40 a vape. And when you can pay $40 for two of them. That is an amazing deal. I'm sorry. You mean to tell me you got these two full gram cards no, for $40? No, full grams are like 70 That's what I... Th- I was but like, half oh, grams, 40 I have to go to where you go if that's So, even two full grams, though, for 70 bucks is a killer fucking deal. Killer. killer. Yeah. You gotta- so, I try to stock up on vapes when they're buying and get one free. You know what? I do, too, but there's so... There, every... So, I hate to say this, but 
with dispensaries, it really just depends on who has the deal and what I'm, how far I'm trying to drive. It's, oh, 100%. I love every dispensary. I like that they're all different, but when it comes down to it, shit's expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit. I mean, it's still affordable in a sense, but like vapes are expensive. Distillate can be expensive and, and concentrates. Um, so like anytime it's a buy one, get one free, you bet your ass I'm going to do two for 40 instead of one for 40. Like that is, yeah. uh, I can't justify it because I'll just, go, I'll wait an extra day or two and go somewhere else that has it when they have the deal. Yeah. A lot of the times I'll go and I'll buy shit even when I wasn't planning on it. Cause I'm like, yeah, today's a deal. I got to buy it today and I'll just get it. Cause I'm like, yeah, it's worth it to cash in on the deal. Right. Are you about to put on that, uh. That uh, put him up, put him up, fight. I'm trying. You're trying just like that guy was trying to save a stream earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking trying to put the stream on. Oh, boy. Dude, that's the thing about uh, legally downloading fights or streaming them. It's like, it's always hit or miss. Like, I just pulled it up and it's great and I just found it, but this could be gone in five seconds. I just can't imagine being there in that environment like what is the energy in the crowd what type of people are there what type of conversations are being had do i want to be there like that those are the oh, things I feel that like i think people about who are like, there have to be super boxing fans boxing I mean, fans or or like rich and powerful or i don't oh, know there's definitely a lot of rich people there i don't know like but yeah. i think then again mm-hmm. even when you're rich attending shit like this it's part marketing now too because it's like hey we have a show coming out mm. we need them to see your face at this event right you know <clears throat> it's all about money man it's all about money. No matter what happens tonight between Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury, they're going to fucking shake hands and go out for drinks after. You know why? Because they're both going to be fucking rich. Oh, they're you making know why? stupid because, amounts of money. Because every round they go, they get paid more. Yeah, they make... They're going to make stupid fucking That's the crazy money. thing about boxing stupid. is that MMA is getting big, bigger than boxing, but... Boxing is still where the money's at right now. Oddly. Because MMA fighters oddly, don't make yes. that much money. I, it's really, it bothers me, honestly, because I think, I mean, if you become a professional baseball player and make it to the MLB, you make the league, league minimum, which is six figures. Like, minimum. But, dude, that's and a comfortable I think living. that's what fighters should make. Like, they should be on. What do they make? I mean, there's fighters who fight and make 12 grand. What? Yeah. For just one fight. Fuck that. Yeah. Just 12 grand just to, you know, show up. So it's a per fight thing. Yeah. All of them Fuck get paid per fight. Yeah. That. So there's no 401k. There's no retirement. There's mm-hmm. no. Wow. I would expect that from the That's XFL. That's why a lot of fighters have day jobs. I would expect that from the XFL. And I think if you're a professional fighter, you shouldn't have to have a day job. I think all of them. When they sign on to the company, you should have a minimum salary, just like MLB players have. And it should be, hey, you're a pro. You're making, you know, the league minimum. You make a hundred grand this year as long as you fight twice or three times or whatever the fuck it is. But but it's also a risk versus reward thing, right? Because yeah. like you can be a minor league player and 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 not put your body what you're gonna be putting your body through. 
Same. Yeah. Same. But I don't mean minor league. Like, what do you mean? It's hard to compare minor league to major league. I just mean like the pros. Once you make it to the pros, you make the league minimum. I thought and we were talking UFC about baseball for a second. I'm is so high. the is the pros in fighting? I was talking about baseball legit for a second. I was yeah. so high. So forgive me. But I was talking about baseball too. But I'm saying <laughs> they make it to the MLB. <laughs> they okay, make okay. it to the MLB. You make it to the show. You make the league minimum. Like they're superstars making thirty million dollars a year. But if you're in the MLB on a team, you have to make at least the minimum, which is like correct, a hundred and six thousand a year or some shit. Yeah, they there's um, I don't know, there's like more of like, it's just more establishment. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, no, it for sure is. But I just think that's how I think MMA fighters for getting punched in the face deserve more money than they make. Dude, do you know XFL players make like thirty eight or no, like fifty k a year or something like that? Yeah. They'll get paid more, though, once actually the company has money. Well, they just can't pay them more because there's no revenue. Well, th- yes, but but here's my thing. I think the way Vince McMahon, if he were to do it, this is what I would do, and I'm not a business mind, but I wonder if he has the players' money tied up in incentives and bonuses for production so that he can make it more exciting so he can promote it and make more money. I wonder if their salary is small, but their commission or like if they get like 10 touchdowns a season, like what that would do for their salary. I feel like there is something more to it that he's has in his back pocket. He's playing it out to see how it goes. And I think that that's how it's going to be because these players are going to start playing their hearts out. They have to have oh, something. Maybe something I don't think a lot of them play for. I think they probably uh, will in the future, but right now I know that like their XFL is planning on losing money for three years, like minimum. Right. right. Remember the uh, so I think Donald Trump's league I back think, in the day. Yeah, I think the fifty thousand though per player is purely just built into Vince is putting up a hundred million a year. This is what they can afford to pay every player. This we have X amount of players. This is how much we have to pay them. We can afford to give them fifty grand. You think he's putting that much up a year? Yeah, he's paying for all of it. Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. Well, Vince McMahon. I mean, pull up Vince McMahon's net worth real quick. Oh, it's, he r- built, it's ridiculous. He built that shit. Um, he built that shit, like the WWE, WWF. Mm-hmm. He owns the, yeah, the WWE. He's pledged $500 million from his personal fortune to fund the XFL for the first three years. Initial funding established. The league has a chance to last long enough to land lucrative media rights and corporate sponsorship deals required for lasting success. That's what he's looking to do. He's looking to build enough interest over the course of like the next three years that he signs fat TV deals and sponsorships with like Nike and stuff to make up for that half a billion that he's putting up. Is arena football still a thing, by the way? AFL? No, it went it went under. Arena oh, football. arena football? Yeah. It for sure is. Yeah, the Rattlers win like every year. Arizona Rattlers are the real deal, huh? Yeah. Well, somebody has to fucking win around here. Sorry, Phoenix. Just I have my buddy Tyler on, and he's a big Rattlers fan, but... Yeah, look at the championships. Rattlers have won 2004, 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, and 1996, 97, 98, 99. They won a lot of arena football championships. Fuck, man. Yeah. 
they, um, they had an arena football game back in the day for like PS3 or 2, and it was yeah. kind of lit. It was kind of lit. I liked it. It was very different. It was like an arcade feel, but it was uh, it was good. Feel free to hit that uh, that GDP if you like, by the way. Oh, yeah, I'll hit it. Yeah, XFL is paying its players an average salary of 55000 for its inaugural season with some players, such as quarterbacks, capable of earning substantially more money. While the structure led to consternation among players, at least one of whom opted to keep his day job rather than playing the XFL, it should keep the league's expensive relatively manageable. By comparison, the AAF gave all of its players three-year contracts worth 250000 but struggled to make payroll on a week-to-week basis. Um, McMahon has already sold a number of his WWE shares worth more than $300 million since the XFL reboot was first announced in 2018. The XFL's parent company is Alpha Entertainment, McMahon's personal sports and entertainment venture fund. So, yeah, he's legitimately funding the XFL by himself, and he plans to make all of his money back, hopefully. That's cool. You know, um, I far be it from me to question Vince McMahon's business sense. Um, we all want to laugh at it. We all want to be like, oh, this is like any given Sunday. Dude, you know? if I was a billionaire, why wouldn't you want to own a football team or start a football league? You know what I mean? Like how yeah. fucking cool is that? Dude, that's like that's like the fucking that's the shit, man. That's like what we grew up on. Fucking two hand touch in the backyard, fucking just wilding out, getting excited over stuff. Yeah. Two point two billion to answer my yeah, question. He's worth two point two billion. Fuck me. Well butter my pancakes and call me Jemima. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Vince yeah, it's clean. McMahon. All right. Yeah, he ain't even worried about it. He's like, yeah, we're going to do this shit for fun. Son of a bitch. Yeah, isn't that wild? Smart son of a bitch. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I wish them the best. You know, I really want to see them take off because I would love to see I'm bummed the, the, the not the NFL. Because the NFL is what it is, and it's like, you know, a league of superior talent. But as far as, like... <sighs> They need an entertainment, league. cussing on TV, just like having fun. Like I really hope the F- XFL is an is a is a breath of fresh air that all fans can appreciate because it's a different thing entirely, but still the same, same but different. Well, and we need an amateur league. Like the XFL or the NFL doesn't have a development league. Like they like, said in that one movie. Um, we have the MLB yeah, minor yeah. leagues: Triple A, Double A, Single A. Um, like literally you can't really go pro in the MLB without hitting triple a or double a in some capacity. Like there's only the big, big name players, pitchers that that come straight out of college that go straight into the MLB and never leave. Like there's, I mean, even rehab assignments, but you get injured. Pitchers are different, but even rehab assignment, you get injured, you get Tommy John surgery. They have you throw a couple games in AAA. Like, you throw right. three innings in AAA. Like, it's just part of professional baseball is they have a development league. Mm-hmm. But they don't have that for football. You know, it's right. just college sports. Right. So it would be dope to have a development, like, amateur, professional, semi-professional, whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. football league. And I will go watch it. Right. 
you know? Mm-hmm. So I hope the XFL kind of takes that place. Like, we see someone balling out in the XFL this season, and they're on fucking, you know, the Cardinals next year or whatever. I just, I think it's just, it's exciting, but we just don't want to admit that we like it yet because we don't want to be looking like assholes for getting on it for it to fail. And that's where I'm at with it personally, and I feel like that's where a lot of people are at with it because they clearly they're selling tickets. Like every time I, I tune selling in, mad tickets. every time I tune in, it's full of fucking people. Yeah, and I'm like, cool, okay, and it's like nice to see it moving forward, but you're still like not bought in on it yet because it's so new, but. It needs to exist because when people want more football, it's there. Yeah. The timing of the season could not be more fucking ingenious. Yeah. For it to pick up right after the Super Bowl because there's no competition. Yeah. I mean, you have the NBA, you have like other things going on, but baseball hasn't started yet. People want more football. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Waiting until August is too fucking long. Yeah. Or until the draft. Like the draft is like. Whatever. Yeah, like, let's anticipate the next season. Get and that's why I thought the it, AAF was sick. But even, I mean, that wasn't televised. And it wasn't even marketed properly. Like, we had an AAF team here right. in Phoenix. And it wasn't, like, I didn't know when games were, you know. Yeah. But the XFL, it's already on ESPN. Like, it's already on the biggest sports network in the country. Dude. They were interviewing XFL players on SportsCenter. Yeah. Like that wasn't happening in the AAF. Well, Sports Center has been like Sports Center has become ESPN in general has become a completely different entity than what it was. Oh, yeah. Let's we won't Not even Disney go there. We won't even yeah, we won't even go there. <laughs> um, but with that being said, it's just we need to start looking at sports. I mean, we always have, but we really need to start looking at it from an entertainment perspective as opposed to a true competition perspective. Because once upon a time, that's what it was. True sport. Fucking the refs were fair. There yeah. was no favoritism. There was no bookies. There was no shaving. There was like none of that stuff. And then like as any scene gets bigger, as anything gets bigger, it gets tainted yeah. Good, bad, or indifferent. It's what happens. It gets exploited, right? Yeah. So I think the XFL is a breath of fresh air, but we're not all bought in on it yet. It will be a thing where people are talking about it, and I think it will be accepted, but it's going to take some time. It's going to take a few years. Exactly like you said, they're going to lose money right. at first. But but it's he's a smart businessman. Looking he's planning par- on losing money. It's already looking promising, I would say. They're filling. They're putting asses in seats. Oh, yeah. They're putting asses in seats. And people my, are juiced. Uh, my cousin Juice, uh, and my aunt and uncle went to the Seattle game like last weekend. I was watching the Seattle Dragons and the Dallas and Renegades they posted, earlier. They yeah. posted a video of the stands, and there was fuckloads of people there. Yeah, and they were fucking having a grand old time. They always show people like really turned in the stands it's like it's like a wwe event it's got to be almost with the energy it's got to be super enjoyable in the sense that you're not taking it that seriously right like i i kind of view it as like how i view baseball almost like when i go to a baseball game it's not as serious as when i go to an nfl game 
Because the NFL game has dire consequences if we lose. Like, one game could make or break your season. But yes. in baseball, there's 162 games. Yes. You could lose 20 in a row and come back. So, it's like, not- at a baseball game, no, that was me. And that's not really caught on the audio, so you're good. It's just, like, the headphones. Okay, thank God, because I don't um, want it to be, like... No, you're good. Um, that smells good, too. But, like, uh... What the fuck was I saying? Oh, it's just not that serious. Like, I go to a baseball game, and it's more relaxing. Like, I chill. Like, I'm not, like, stressed about the score. And I feel like that's got to be kind of the similar feeling to going to one of those Seattle Dragons games. Like, you don't really care yet, right? Like, you're like, yeah, if we win or lose, whatever, but we're just here to have a good time. (laughs) Well, that's not how football is. People need that. Football is very, very serious. It's very serious. It's civic pride. Football is, if we don't fucking win i'm gonna kill myself like because it's 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 as old as america itself seemingly right because it like these these organizations are old as shit they go back right it's literally people from cincinnati no matter how bad the Bengals are are gonna fucking love their Bengals. it's civic pride shout out mike mike turner i'm sorry (laughs) he's actually a Bengals fan yeah, he's from there. No disrespect, Mike. I haven't met you, but I, uh, you don't hear that every day out here. Yeah. You don't hear that every day out here. <coughs> yeah, he's a big Bengals fan. That's cool. Yeah, he went to a game like wearing a Bengals outfit this season. Nice. <laughs> that's that's yeah, tough. Whatever. Yeah. whatever. Whatever floats your boat. Whatever floats your boat. I feel like I feel like I can't talk because the Bengals always play the Steelers really hard and I'm a diehard Steelers fan. Like the Bengals it doesn't matter what is going on in either of our seasons, you know that that shit is going down. Yeah. And it's just like that in that whole division. Like the Browns play us the same way. You saw yeah. that whole thing with Miles <laughs> Yeah, and Mesa Rule. I think they need to rework um that whole division is. Savage. I think they need to change the divisions. They need football. to change it. I think so too. The AFC North is stale. I honestly think it that really is. I think they need to stack some divisions with some big teams. I think they need to have less. I think the Patriots and the Steelers and I don't know whoever else the big East Coast teams are. I think the AFC should be East together and the NFC East should be larger, and I think there should be an an AFC Central and an NFC South. Or, or, you know, like there should be South, East, Central, and then obviously West. I just think the teams with the big uh, budget should be together. I don't think. I was I, saying this is baseball. Sense to me, personally. I think uh, I think it makes sense for baseball in the sense of uh, like the Yankees and the Red Sox should be in the same division and shit. Well, well they with are. With the Dodgers. Uh, no, I. Like no, the big budget teams. Because it, it becomes like a, like a like pedigree thing. The Diamondbacks thing. and the Padres can never compete with the Dodgers because of purely budget. Now we're just switching sports. Sorry, go back to football. I mean, it's not true. Like, you have the Angels who have a huge budget. I just think uh, the budgets is like a really big factor in uh, the divisions and sports. Expansion teams be winning the World Series, bro. The Florida Marlins won twice. Yeah. One twice. It could happen. It could happen. It does happen. It's less likely. It is less likely. The Kansas City Royals won. Yeah. That happened. What was their budget? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Not as much as the Yankees, I can tell you that. I don't know. I don't even know why I brought this up. Yeah. Baseball. 
sports is going through a weird time. You got like the NBA thinking about changing stuff. You got the NFL thinking about, you know, we're going to have like more teams in the playoffs. You have baseball thinking, you know, we're going to have like more teams in the playoffs and everybody's just trying to make it more exciting. This is all I mean is like the, the Rays, they have $53 million as their budget. The Cubs this year have two hundred eleven million. Like, they're never gonna win. And this is all I meant by like the Padres. Padres are twenty seventh in baseball, seventy five million dollar salary cap. That's not true because teams. You got to see how teams play together. There have been guys just because they have a oh, bigger budget. I know it happens, but I mean, like, if you just look at the playoffs, if you look at the numbers, these teams are in the playoffs every year: Cubs, Yankees, Nationals, Red Sox, Giants, Dodgers. You see the Indians in there more now, too. Yep. Astros. Well. Astros right here, number eight. Man, they are they are a hot point of conversation. Fucking I, cheaters. They, I mean, the whole. So it's, it's, it's like the juicing scandal revamped, right? Like with this whole fallout in the baseball world. Like I feel like every 20-ish years, 10 to 15 years, there's like a major fallout in baseball you had players on speed in the 70s yeah, yeah. you got all types of, I, I don't know corking like corking in the i mean 80s, there's a lot of stuff all that shit you know like uh juicing in the 90s early 2000s like there's all these sports go through phases and um i just think we need to start looking at them as entertainment man i just think it's shitty when people cheat i think it sucks i think it sucks that uh I mean, one team cheated, and they all got World Series rings. But it was more exciting to watch, wasn't it? And the other team lost, and they don't get any. And it's like one team played fair, and one team didn't. It's just a bummer. But it's like it's for me, it's not just a bummer. It's a disgrace. For me, in my opinion, you gotta pull that up to your mouth. It's a uh, disgrace, in my opinion. I I don't want them to like change the verdict. Like people are like they deserve like the Dodgers deserve that World Series title instead of the Astros or like shit like that. I don't think that's fair, but I don't think I don't think it's fair that they get to keep their rings though. It's tainted, yeah. Like, and I think it's shady that like the players made a deal that they would be honest as long as all the coaches got in trouble and the players were protected. Yeah, like four coaches lost their jobs. Yep, and all the players get to keep theirs. I think that's whack, dude. Yeah, like I think as a player, you need to have integrity. Yeah, and not cheat. And if you're, yeah, you cheated just as much as your coaches did. Yeah, you partook. You were a willing participant. So why is it fair that you don't lose your job? I think personally, all those players deserve to get kicked out of the league. Yeah, or at least suspended uh, <coughs> indefinitely. A or year, like, maybe the entire team. In yeah. my opinion, like give them all one year suspensions. They're not even all on the Astros anymore. This is such a polarizing. An upsetting topic for the players. It like undermines the integrity of what they do, what they go through, and for a so such little to be done about it with the new commissioner just shows that we're in a different time of sports and management and philosophy because he Bud Selig or whoever besides him would not have handled that situation that way. There would have been hell to pay. Oh, yeah. Hell to pay, bro. 
It's weird, man. It's weird how they handled it for sure. It is weird. In a different time, in a different era. It is weird. LeBron even spoke up about it. He, it's not even his sport. And he was like. LeBron was like, you guys need to make this right. He's like, yo. Yeah, I saw that. Whose man, man's is this? It's pretty fucked up that. Like, I just, I just don't understand how you handle it like that. Oh, yeah, we're uh, way over. We're well <laughs> at two hours, two and hours and five minutes. No, now. let's let's talk more. Like, I was just like saying, dude, like, how long have we been going? <laughs> oh, solid two hours. Solid. It flies by, man. It really does. Um, I have Darrell Hearns coming over in the morning. Darrell Hearns, huh? Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah, he ran that mic that you didn't go to today. <laughs> that's a fact urban beans it was a daytime um, mic i was going to go and i would have had i not been completely exhausted they fucked me at work i worked 10 to 7 last night and then i worked 6 a.m to 3 today so i was just not oh dude not with it i totally relate man not there's days it. that i work um, and I don't feel like going and doing comedy at all, like zero percent. The energy levels. Low. And there's definitely days yeah, that I let it get me, and I'm like, I'm not going. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking stay home, and I'm gonna watch a movie on my couch. Self care. And then there's other nights that I'm like, I gotta fucking go. Like you I gotta go. Always thinking about it. Always and obsessing. I force about myself it. to go, and then I'm so glad I did. I'm like. <sighs> I'm so glad I came out tonight. Always, like, bro. Yeah. I'm always glad I come out. I have never once went to a mic and been like, I should have stayed home. I fucking love it. I mean, when I don't get called and I'm the last for a bucket, that's when I'm I'm like, well, shit, I work really that's early. That's the worst. That's the worst, and that happens. Yeah. Or if you go to the wrong place by mistake and it's already starting, there's shit that happens. Like, you, you got to pay your dues, and I've had a few, few sh- things like that happen to me. But you're always thinking about it. You're always like itching. You're like, dude, I can't wait to fucking try this thing out. I'm gonna be so fucking, you know, excited about this new joke. Like I'm always personally thinking about the next time I can get on stage, even when I have to do other things in my life oh, that yeah. require my attention. I'm always if anything funny comes to my mind and it has to get written down, it gets written down and everything fucking stops. And that's just how I like to go about it. And I just I don't know, man. I don't know. I love comedy. Oh, yeah. I love comedy, too. I definitely don't want to uh, stop doing it ever. So Ever, man. It's just such a good form of expression. It's We we need comics, man. It's like my favorite thing. We're the counterculture right now, and society doesn't realize it yet, but they're about to. And comedy is, is, is headed in a really good direction, even despite all this... PC culture sensitivity bullshit. I'm not going to apologize for the record. I'm never. Oh, yeah, that's apologize. why I like comedy. Honestly, um, I mean, just because, and that's why I, I mean, write the type of jokes I do is because of PC culture, and because it needs to be checked. I like pushing that envelope and it saying things that people don't hear all the time. Yeah, and that they're like. Pfft, fuck that is funny like i didn't think about that or yeah or that is an angle on that serious subject Con- that i didn't really think about before exactly context matters right it does and people take shit out of context and they hurt their own feelings yeah it's critical theory again stupid shit people like to feel victimized and feel like their cause is better than are more important than other people's causes, but really life is fucked 
It's shitty, it's hard, and you have to fight for what you want, and you cannot have thin skin about it, dude. It's just not it's just not how creatures survive. Oh, yeah, a lot of people have really thin skin. <laughs> you have to days, be strong. Sure. It's survival of the fittest in a different way, mentally, for sure. That's but my biggest problem with the internet these days. It's just people with thin skin, like... It's like, dude, you got to get out of your bubble and understand that people are going to say some things that you don't agree with. And it's okay to be like, I don't agree with you. You don't have to get enraged, dude. Right. You can just say, sure, like, I don't agree with you. And it's not like you don't have to take it personally. You don't have to start a war. You don't have war. to be, you offended me at my core. And, like, it's like, dude, like, there's 7 billion people on the planet. Dude, people there's just. There's a lot of opinions out there. People just need to. It's about people's values, dude. People's values. If you got shitty values, you're going to be upset by the littlest things. You just got to understand that life is what it is and you it's, it's what you make it. And people are going to say what they're going to say. And at the end of the day, you're only responsible for what you say and what you do. And everything else is just what it is. Yeah, that's fair. Fair. I realized I got to move the camera closer to you next time. Are we at time? Oh, yeah. We should probably wrap this up. We're at two hours and ten minutes. Fuck, dude. It's been a great conversation. Like, I didn't realize that the shadow of the mic was on my face this whole time. Oh, yeah. That's dude, the cameras look. and the light work is something I definitely got to... So, I got to really... I got to bring in a higher lamp that lights your face. Because I got this lamp and then that, but you're behind it, so it doesn't work. And, like, no one cares about any of this, but... uh. The cameras and everything on this podcast are just always a constant work in progress. So everything's perfect, man. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for coming and hanging out. Sure. Um, I can't believe it's already ten o'clock. Honestly. Yeah, I fuck, dude. That Chinese food sounds pretty good. Right. <laughs> yeah, you got to come do podcasts. Hopefully regularly. I mean, now you've done two in four months. So yeah, that's, that's pretty a good, good average. Yeah, decent average. Yeah, so you'll definitely be back. Yeah, I'll um, be back. I will be back. You're on that bench bar show on Tuesday, yeah? Yeah. We're I'll, both there. We're both on, on Tuesday the 25th at the bench bar in Tempe. Yep. Come through. $10 yep. cover. Going to see some funny shit. Hear some funny things. It's going to be a good time. Yep. Yeah, I'm hoping to uh, do some more shows Yep. there and at the Lighthouse. And uh, hopefully hopefully make comedy something that can actually work out in the future yeah you know and 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 honestly it's like again just getting comfortable and being confident in yourself and sticking to what you know is funny because it is funny you just haven't figured out a way to get it across yet that's how i look at it right because you know i i'm a firm believer you know that comedy you either got it or you don't type of thing like you're either a funny person and you can do it or you can't that is fair. That is fair. That is true. Yeah. All right. On that note, we'll wrap this shit up. Thanks yeah. for listening, everybody. Yeah. Have a good night. Uh, like, subscribe, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. Uh, find me on Facebook, Millennial Meltdown. All the good shit. Support this man. Putting out good shit. Yeah, I appreciate it. Good Thank shit. You. Follow me on Instagram, Millennial Meltdown Podcast. Uh, all, the, all the places you get podcasts, just find me. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. All right. My name is Jules Alexander signing off. It's been a fun time. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Peace. Peace.